Hello and welcome to Cage Fighting, the final one of 2022. It's your main man, Andy Gillard here. Hope everyone's keeping well. Hi everybody, Matt Guy here. I'm probably far too full on Christmas and I'm w- I'm willing, willing the clock to strike over so I can say I'm starting again on Monday. I'm getting my diet back in order. <laughs> I'm making all these changes. I'm finally going to learn Italian and blah, 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 because it only really applies from New Year's Day onwards, doesn't it, really? Absolutely. See, can you can you really wear Italian football shorts and not speak Italian? Because I, I think this is some kind of fraud. Uh, I do speak Italian. What? Non molto bene. Non molto bene. Is that, is that, is that, is that un, no pineapple? Is that what that means? Un po. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than uh, better than Cage's Italian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. I could I could do the um, Captain Morelli's mandolin. I could be him in the, in in, in the when when they you know reboot it. Fantastic! I'd definitely watch that. I don't think I've ever made a New Year's resolution. Or if, if I if I have, I've never stuck to it, obviously. Um, but I can't remember ever doing it because I know that I haven't got the willpower to carry it through, so I just don't bother. Yeah, I think I agree. Like the If there's something that I want to achieve, I don't see the point in doing it as a resolution. As far as I'm aware, most people break their resolutions within a month, so you're better off just doing something because you want to do something, not because it's you know, the 1st of January in a new year. So, yeah, um, I completely agree with you. It, it, it's a bit of a false promise, if anything. It's why, it's why you know, I think you alluded to it a few weeks ago, in inverted commas, <laughs> that I've um, I've had to try and get a head start on making the gym a habit in November because if, I, if, I'm, if I'm doing it at the level I'm doing it come the 1st of January, that'll be like six weeks of like really getting... And it, it'll just become habit then, as opposed to something I'm trying to do. Mm. And then I'll get put off because the gyms are so busy and every fucker's there. And Stu's passionate rant the other day about pubs at Christmas is my gyms at New Year. is <laughs> <laughs> so... And gym um, amateurs. Yeah, chances and... What was the, what was the word? Chances oh, and <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that like by this point, the, the gym at work will be open. The one that's like literally a hundred yards away, so I can just scurry off in the early hours before I get to work. I suppose. That's you know bad. what? What did happen the other day? Well, the other month, <laughs> um, when when the season switched from shorts to jeans weather at work, I um, I put them on without a belt. And within an hour, I had to go and find some string, like a like a tramp, because I, I lost so much weight from from last year. Well, from February, when the last time I put them on, they they were too big. How on earth has this happened? And then I thought, well, actually, I have like walked like twenty mile a week, and it might not be that much, but still. Um, that's just going to and from doing things that allow physical work all day anyway. Um, but I thought this is a borderline all time low that <laughs> for one, I didn't anticipate this when I put them on. Cause you know, what, though, sometimes when you get the gyms and you and like, you've, you've what they're not dirty. So you don't wash them straight away, but then they're, they're kind of stretch a little bit. Mm. So I thought, Oh, they're a bit loose. Put them in the wash. They'll be fine. 
but obviously these have been washed and put away since February, March time. And I'd walked all the way to work, no problem. And then it was only after I'd started doing stuff that they started to ride down. And I thought, well, uh, I don't feel, I'm not feeling no 50 cent here. I ain't going no G unit. I ain't got the arse for this. So, <laughs> so I had to get to the cupboard and get some string and tie myself up. I thought, that, oh, dear God. <laughs> You, I, I could just imagine that, like with the fucking gimmers who were in the, the <laughs> spoons as well. What um, what knot did you use to, to ensure that these um, <laughs> these stayed up? Is there any particular knot that we need to be made aware of? I, I, I can't do that stuff. I tr- I tried to learn a fisherman's knot once when I was in Whitby. And it's too too, too common. Although you know, the, did you ever get or your nan used to have them um, them horseshoe things on the fireplace? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was like there was them, and then there was another one just full of different knots. Can you? Can you? Can you? Oh, oh! I know what you're trying to say. Now. The, yeah, brass, the brass, the brass yeah. ones. Yeah, Because yeah. in the background here, I've got a horseshoe, but it's not the same thing. Like above the popcorn machine on my yeah. well, it's my left, but it's not. It's not one of the brass ones. You've got my my nan's house was adorned all across the top of the walls with, with these brass um, horseshoes. Yeah, with a leather back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know what, Where, what were they for? <laughs> Don't know. They're just collectible, like the same as like it was collecting pogs back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> like, same kind of thing. Mm. The one thing I remember, which like it seemed to be in every single nan's house, it's that picture of like the kid crying like that against yeah. the wall with a dog. Like I'm oh sure my, my nan God, had yeah, that. Yeah, my nan had that. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking everywhere. That nan one hundred one. Yeah, absolutely. There must have been like bequeathed them on their eighteenth birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Mm. Right, okay, so the last couple of days we've had Matilda was released on Christmas Day, but obviously we spoke about that weeks ago on this very podcast, so check that out if you wanted to a debrief. Uh, we had Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery dropped on Netflix on the 23rd. Uh, Matt, have you seen the original Knives Out? No, and in, <gasps> pre- in prep for this, I've Googled it. It hasn't really given anything away about that book. It sounds amazing. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it's so really, really good. I'm, I'm gonna have to, I think. Mm. It's um this it's a murder mystery. It's just fucking brilliant. Yeah, I'm I'm quite surprised you haven't seen it. I think it'd be right up your alley, to be fair. It's basically Cluedo. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Stu, I know you've seen it. Um you've got to be excited for Glass Onion. Presumably yeah, you haven't I... watched it by this point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was shocked that I thought this might be one where they just leave it alone because it was almost. I think we we spoke about it at the time, didn't we? I think it, it's at least it, it's one of them where it's no less than an eight mm-hmm. because yeah. it's even though it is just Cluedo and it's a murder mystery, it's a lot of fun as well. And like we talked about a few weeks ago about the the family film. This is almost like the kind of, like the the treasure kind of hunting films. It's got that kind of adventure vibe to it, even though it's not anything to do with that. It's just got that underlying kind of feel about it. Yeah. It's just a really, really fun film to watch. Yeah, it's a proper sort of genre piece. Like, it works yeah. very much within the murder mystery world. But it's got a hell of a cast to the original. And to be fair, the, the sequel looks like it's got a really strong one. Um, it has got Dave Batiste, which might put you off, Matt, but 
Like I'm, I'm all for this. I'm properly. Oh, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, Batista's work. I mean, he can't have a home run every film. Like, what does that mean? That stupid film, um, West Ham. Um, final score. Final score. score. <laughs> can't all be, you know, final score. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Batista. He's, he's no John Cena of the film world, and then of course he's no Dwayne. But um, there's a place in the world for, for Big Dave. I mean, you say you're a fan, but the picture of you in that news article, well, that, that speaks differently. Let me tell you, brother, it took a long time to forgive Big Dave for that. For those who don't know, I skipped school once and queued at Woolworths to meet Batista. Um, and after waiting hours, hours, he was just super miserable and like he'd barely shake your hand sign a thing and go he couldn't talk to him couldn't do anything he was just head down signed off and it picked up it picked up the ire of the express and star so they took photos <laughs> of everybody there looking dead glum and i'm one of them who just looked dead miserable the fact that i'm there like meeting bootista <laughs> boot <laughs> in fairness i think years later it came out that he suffered with like chronic shyness yeah. Um, so he just really struggled with dealing with people, but like it's not what you expect from superstar wrestlers no, when you're not at a, all. You know, but I mean, you know, in you know, in hindsight, it's one of those one of those sad things. But to me, at the time, I was devastated to the point where I emailed the World Wrestling Federation as <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I'd, I'd love to be able to fish out that email and just be like, I think it's really disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Uh, the other film which is released on the same day as this podcast, Boxing Day, is the Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody, starring The Tooch, Naomi Aki, and Clark Peters. Thoughts on Whitney Houston in general and this film, Matt? I mean, I'm looking forward to the film because I don't know a huge amount about Whitney Houston other than the classics. So I'd like to know more of her story and hope that the film is an accurate retelling of her life because, you know, you speak to people that are written to that genre and they talk about how she was one of the very best. Um, and I'd like to just learn more about that. And I hope it's not like a real sensationalist piece. I hope it's, you know, true to true to life. Yeah. Mm. Stu? Yeah, similar. Um Obviously, she was troubled. Um, and like you said, a few months... Well, yeah. It was a while, a while ago now, about Amy. Um, the Amy documentary. that mm -hmm. I hadn't seen at the time, and that, that was great. But with Whitney Houston, I don't think it'll work as much. Just because I don't think there'll be that much footage, really. So I think this is the only way to go about this story. And I liked... Well, what they've done before, so I know you didn't really. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's I like it. Let's say like Whitney Houston. I mean, it, there's some songs which mainly the classics that are great, but mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff like I've tried in the past to listen to some of the albums and it don't hit for me. But the when it's when it's good, she was excellent. But again, that's just me. But I'm more interested in the overall story and how deep they're going to go with it. And if it's a, if it's just a puff piece, I'll be pretty annoyed because some of the madness that seems to have gone on in her life 
it's it's right for uh, it's right for content, eh? However crude and evil that sounds. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is a there's a rise and there is certainly a fall to be discussed within that movie. And I, yeah, I, I do hope that they talk about all of it because obviously that is part of who she was. It would do her a disservice to only talk about half of it. I think the trailer looks really interesting, though. I'm really looking forward to it. Clark Peace says I'm a fan of his work. We've mentioned several times that we like the Tooch and Naomi Aki. Like. I don't know if it's actually her singing or not, but if it is, like the voice is there, and I think she can really bind this film together. And I'm I'm really intrigued by it. Uh, the writer of this film is a uh, Anthony McCartan, uh, which isn't a name that I immediately recognise. But then when you look at his other writing credits, he did the Two Popes, Bohemian Rhapsody, Darkest Hour, Theory of Everything. So he's got a few Oscar nominations for his adaptations of, um, you know, pre other works and stuff. So if anything, I, I hope this is going to be well written and it could be something that the Oscars may pick up on, especially with this guy's pedigree. Like I wouldn't put it past him. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quietly hopeful for this one. I've got to be honest. When Heather did the the kind of voice melding with Remy Malik in Bohemian Rhapsody was superb. Mm. So you got to think, the same people involved in this, it'll be equally as impressive. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, Whitney's voice is quite incredible. I can't imagine that it's something that any old person can do. So, yeah, I, I hope um, I hope it really shines on screen. And I think it's one I want to see on the cinema screen because I think it'd look really cool, especially if they do some of the shots within some of the, the concerts that she would have put on. I think on a like a super screen or an IMAX, I think that will really stand out. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Like Elvis was? Yes. Yeah. I'm glad I saw Elvis in the cinema, actually. I think mm. it um, definitely works there. I haven't watched it back since, though. No, I ain't either. No. Mm. I think it's one of them that, that it was so kind of bombastic that you need a bit of time to mm. decompress from it. Like, it's not... It's not something that I think you're able to watch every like six months or something like that. I think you need to, you know, maybe come back to it in a year's time and the anniversary of something or another, or you know what I mean, and then and then enjoy it again, maybe. Mm, yeah, I think that's a good call. That is right. Then, so the final question of 2022. So we are currently in the perineum of the year, the bit between Christmas Day and New Year's Day, where nothing really makes any sense and you don't really know what the fuck's going on. So what is the perfect way to spend this week and what film or films are the best way to pull you through to New Year's Day, Matt? I think in this really weird time where you don't know the day of the week generally, because most people, like if you're off work especially, you've got to be reminded what the day of the week is. You may know the date, but not what day that falls on. I think this is the time where you really dig in and you do a, a, a trilogy or a series of films. Mm. You box them off in the last kind of, you know, because everyone's fed up now of this. Everyone's fed up at Christmas. Everyone's fed up. New Year's is always shit. Like, like there's no, <laughs> there's no getting around it. New Year's is shit. So I think you hunker down, you double down on like, and I'm talking serious like trilogies and stuff like extended editions of Lord of the Rings kind of territory. Mm. I think you, 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 you hunker down and you watch 
big series of films like your Harry Potters or Saw or something like that. Um, that's what I... Or you go the completely opposite way and you have a palate cleanser, like something ridiculous that, that what you've been missing for all the Christmas period with all of the niceness and everything else, you watch something like proper dark and macabre to like yeah. rid you of the, of the final bit of yuletide loveliness that has been Christmas. I like that, actually. I think that's a good way to go. Stu, what about yourself? I mean, it's always... I mean, for me, as soon as you get to Boxing Day, even like the Boxing Day game, which amazing to be held back you know, after the World Cup, um, I'm kind of always hesitant to wear my Santa hat because, well, Christmas is over. But you, you kind of feel obligated to do it because it's not quite over. This is the last day. But then after that, it's like, well, fuck yeah. Fuck Christmas. It's gone now. <laughs> but decorations are still up. So you're in that kind of you're still in a kind of party party mood in a way. So for me, I I ain't gonna watch nothing like like that war horse film or something like that. Um so what immediately jumped out in my mind, I don't know why, was the Expendables trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Because that, it's a palate cleanser. It's yeah. like uh, it's something to 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 rid the stench of um Christmas out of the air, isn't it? Yeah, they're mm. more all machete. Well, just things like in that kind of silly action eighties action stars overload kind of film. Which there's another there's a few others as well. Thinking they're not there, they're on a special stick. Um but there's a few other films that like that in that kind of in anything like, like Under Siege or that anything like that, that silly action nonsense. You can even throw Uncharted from this year into there as well. Um, that again, you turn your brain off, you doesn't matter. Just watch the explosions and the fights. There's no <laughs> real story to to concentrate on because you're always in a, in a kind of food coma, drunken haze still anyway. So just just let just let the madness wash over you until the uh, darkness of the real world kicks back in in January. <laughs> yeah, I think that's perfect. Really. I was going to say, like, um, weird, the Al Yankovic story. Um, I think that's the perfect film for this week. Even though it's a biopic about Weird Al, it's not really a biopic because he takes on, like, the head of the mafia with Madonna by his side. And, <laughs> like, it's clearly a bullshit story about his life, but it's really fun and silly. And in this week, that's all you want. You don't want anything deep and meaningful. You just want some silly bollocks that's going to get you from A to B. Then when the real world slaps you in the face again come January 2nd and you have to get back to the uh, the real world. So I was thinking, yeah, weird, the Al Yankovic story. Maybe Barbarian, which again was a bit of a fucking wild ride and was great fun. But I think this year what I'm going to do is in preparation for the next lot of Evil Dead stuff is go from Evil Dead 1, 2, 3, watch the remake, watch Ash versus the Evil Dead, and then we can go into the next season when they bring out the new show again and go balls deep on uh, wherever we go with, with, with Ash and Bruce Campbell and the likes. So the Evil Dead, I think, is the perfect palate cleanser. It's nasty and it's funny. <laughs> the best of both worlds. 
Right, so that is us done for 2022. We're going to take a couple of weeks off now and then we will be back with our top five, our bottom five and the look at the first few months of 2023. So please make sure you subscribed on all of your podcatchers and that you've got us on social media at cagefightingpod and cagefightingpod at gmail.com for emails. So for the final time this year, Matthew, would you like to say goodbye? Take it easy, everybody. What a year it has been. And uh, hopefully we will see you in 2023, back to normal service resumed. It has been a blast. So thank you very much for listening to us over this year. And uh, for any new listeners, especially to those from the great nation of India and the Czech, <laughs> and the, and the Czech Republic, who apparently are, <laughs> we are number 34th in the world of film and TV over there or something <laughs> stupid like that. Uh, we really appreciate your listen. So thank you very much. And it would be great if you could interact with us on Twitter and let us know what you like, what you don't like. Um, and if you want more s- stories of stew and string and jeans and <laughs> that kind of stuff, I'm sure this- we can oblige thing is this just happens to me i don't go in my way for the to create these scenarios these things just occur it's not my fault it's not that they occur to you issue it's the fact that you think it's normal that it occurs <laughs> to you you think it's like a universal experience <laughs> what i'm saying is there's more than just me that these things happen to i'm just the one who talks about it <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, say goodbye. Yeah, I'll, I'll just soothe people. But no, if people listen to this and they've gone through it and they're, they're thinking to themselves, it's not just me, then I've succeeded in life. <laughs> and you know, we're starting out as some kind of silly way to pass the time in lockdown two years ago. It's, it is quite amazing how that we get so many p- people actually listen to this from all over the world. <laughs> it is, it's, it's quite remarkable, really. Um, yeah. yeah, so Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> Enjoy. And if there is snow, remember, remember, you know what to do. If you listened last week, get your cock and balls out. Yeah, yeah. Tea bag of snow, man. <laughs> or, or whatever. We're not, we're not gender specific. Yeah, or no. a snow woman or a snow yeah. they, them, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, there we are. Snow they, them has to happen now if we get snow. <laughs> Goodbye, <Yeah>. everyone. <laughs> It's goodbye from me. Have a wonderful new year and we shall see you in January. Please bring a friend along with you in January and we can all discuss what we loved and loathed about 2022. And remember, be excellent to each other. 